lot that I enjoy about making the Into the Greenwood podcast, but I have to say that foremost amongst them has been how it's afforded me the opportunity to meet fantastic and interesting people from all over the world. One of those people is Andy Mark Simpson, a writer and filmmaker in Northern England. He also hosts Dream Swarm, a podcast about various topics relating to folklore and the supernatural. He invited me onto his podcast last year to discuss the folklore and history surrounding Robin Hood, and you can look forward to hearing him on a future episode of Into the Greenwood, where we'll be discussing the intersections between Robin Hood lore and modern supernatural storytelling. In honor of May Day, a celebration closely linked with Robin Hood, I asked Andy if I could share the episode of Dream Swarm in which he interviewed Keith Leach, the founder and organizer of the Hastings Jack in the Green Festival. It's a great interview with many insights about the Jack in the Green tradition and the history of May Day festivals in general, especially as active celebrations being practiced today thanks to the hard work of organizers like Keith. So, make sure you're sitting comfortably, and enjoy episode 25 of the Dream Swarm podcast, Jack in the Green, Hastings Jack. Hello and welcome to the Dream Swarm podcast. This is your home for supernatural film stories and art. I'm your host, magic realist filmmaker Andy Mark Simpson. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of Dream Swarm. I'm really pleased today to be joined by Keith Leach. We have something a little bit different today. We're going to talk about the Jack and the Green tradition and especially the Hastings Jack and the Green tradition. So Keith has joined us from the organisation who creates that party in Hastings for, in May Day. So welcome, Keith. Hi there. Welcome to sunny Sussex. Yeah, so joining us from the other end of the country to me down in Sussex. So we're going to talk about the Jack and the Green tradition. But firstly, Keith, could you introduce firstly yourself and then also your organisation? Yeah, I'm Keith Leach. For some reason, best known to myself, I'm I'm the person that researched, discovered the Jack and the Green tradition in Hastings and revived it. And for a few years, just sort of did it on my own, but it became pretty obvious it needed more people. So uh, since then, set up a charity. We have a group of trustees. We've got a load of volunteers that help us. It's still growing. It's gone from about half a dozen of us running around a few pubs to this massive, great big thing. It's great. It's grown all on its own. And and they give me an MBE for doing it. You kind of revived an older tradition of, of Jack and the Green and you brought that to Hastings. And I know the Jack and the Green tradition happens in lots of other towns in, in the south of England there. For those of us who aren't as familiar with it, could you explain what Jack and the Green is and also maybe how it starts and could you describe what the tradition is? The first Jacks in the Green, the first recorded Jacks in the Green were from Crystal Palace in the 1780s. So if anybody thinks they're they're older than that, they're mistaken. They're they're, they're a relatively late custom. What used to happen was that the various guilds in London would 
on May Day go out with various processions. The milkmaids would go out with hats covered in, in silverware and, and, and flowers. Various other groups would go out. The sort of continuation of May garlands from, from, from way back. And then the chimney sweeps went out with a garland so big that you had to climb inside it. And thus the Jack in the Green was born. So if anybody thinks it's some cutesy, rural, ancient thing, no, it's it's an urban custom. It came from London. And the Jacks in the Green then spread across London. And then from there, they spread across the southeast of England to all the places that had chimney sweeping. And in the case upon we're talking about, they came down to the new town, as it was at the time of St. Leonard's-on-Sea. An enterprising guy from, from London came down as chimney sweeper. His name was Charles Lee. And he brought the custom with him. What does the Jack and the Green costume look like? You said it's all the garlands and... Yeah, well, I say a garland so big that you have to climb inside it. So you can use your imagination there, can't you? It's a conical structure. It's about, uh, oh, about 10 feet high. It's about four or five feet wide at the bottom. It's about two feet wide at the top. It's covered in leaves. And on top of it, it's got a crown of flowers. Yeah, it sounds amazing and sounds hard work for someone walking around carrying that. But I see in the, in the history of this, it's fairly recent, you know, the last 300 years or, or, or fewer that it's grown so it's probably one of those things where you always read about and someone will say oh it's pagan or it's pre-christian and things but it's but you're, yeah. you're saying it's it's come from an industrialized society yes yeah bringing the greenery into the city does it relate then at all to to other mayday traditions that are more ancient or, or more not necessarily Christian, but perhaps medieval May Day traditions. Is there much relation to those? Things build on themselves. Way back, people used to carry around floral garlands at the beginning of, of May for the Roman Festival of Flora. It's a natural thing to do. The flowers have come out, the leaves have come out, people are going to make things out of them and they're going to carry them around. And that's gone all the way through. So so yes, there is a link. There's a link back to those. There's a link back to the May garlands. There's a link back to the May garlands that the, that the children carry around with the doll inside. The doll, by the way, represents the Virgin Mary. It links right back and it links right back to the May games. And the May games used to be in medieval times a, a really big thing in the village where there'd be maypoles there'd be dancing there'd be garlands there'd be all of these things and they would happen in may or early june and they would be organized by the church as the like a church fate as a kind of annual way of making loads and loads of money to keep things going for the parish to keep things going for the village for philanthropic effort and and and, and things of that nature so once again i'm saying it even then Although it links back to the Roman Saturnalia, in fact, it was all organised by the Roman Catholic Church in, in, in medieval times as a great big village party. So as you say, so it's not like necessarily a concrete link, an organisational thing, but it's that springtime feeling that people want to celebrate, people want to get together and yeah. people are going to celebrate by using the greenery that's around them, the flowers that are coming out this time of year. Just naturally what they're going to do. And, and, and the Jack of the Green, I mean, it is, it is from that. It's a growth of that. But it's, it's like asking the question, are modern Morris dances linked back to dances that were done in the Iron Age? And the answer is, well, yes, as is the English language, as is anything that we've still got. It, it evolves. It's an ev and, and, and it's going to continue to evolve. It's going to go on to the future. It's going to be different again. Yeah, things have evolved, you know, very quickly, I suppose, in the last couple of years with coronavirus and things. I know a lot of these folklore festivals where people really want to get together 
I know a lot of these events in the last couple of years had to be cancelled or had to move to online events where they would have online talks about the event or show some of the videos from previous years and things. So, I mean, things change year by year. And let's talk about the Hastings, Jack and the Green, because you're the person who revived that tradition you were saying we were chatting just before you were saying oh there was a few of you got together in the 80s and went to a few pubs and did it but now that whole town of Hastings kind of comes out in in greenery celebrating this Jack and the Green tradition so could you describe what the Hastings Jack and the Green is and what things look like in the town and and what goes on during the festival? Yes, yeah, quite a change from what it was. There's, there's a couple of photographs. There's, there's about eight of us wandering around in green stuff and Morris dancing costume, getting drunk. And I think the Jack and the Green fell apart halfway round. And some of us were wearing the most ridiculous costumes. And I've got some photographs. I've been thinking, why on earth was I wearing that? And, and so on. But it somehow seized the imagination. I had a little bee in my bonnet at the time about arts funding not going to folklore. And so I... I started knocking on a few funding doors and, and, and to my surprise, one of them opened. It was actually Hastings Borough Council and they said, yes, we want a large Morris dancing festival in town in May. Do it. That was the beginning of things. And, and, and from then it's really, 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 really grown. Uh, now, what have we got? I say we've been two years off. It's like everybody's bereft because for the town now, it's it's like the start of the tourist season. People go around uh, on May Day in Hastings saying happy new year to each other it's it's it's, it's that big it's as far as the town's concerned it's the beginning of the tourist season we've got morris dancers kayleys concerts folk singers you name it happening over the saturday and sunday sessions friday night things of that nature but monday is the big day monday's the day when jack and the green comes out you'll find the whole route is decorated with ribbons, with flowers, with leaves. People will decorate their houses with ribbons and flowers and leaves. And so the whole old part of the town is just festooned. We've even got ribbons and flowers and, and bowers of greenery hanging off the top of the church towers. Yeah, it's, it's just beautiful. And then the Jack in the Green comes out. There's a an old fisherman's church on the seafront and, and, and he sits in there. We take him in early in the morning and we just sit in there banging drums, just building up a bit of atmosphere, drinking a few beers and just getting used to the idea. Then out he comes and I've gone in there and it's been empty. I've come out and the street is just full. You can't move. Everybody that comes along is dressed up. The whole town dresses up to come and watch it. So everybody's dressed up in some kind of greenery or flowers or something of that nature. There are Morris dancers. There are dancing giants. There are various other groups that want to get involved with this year. We've got jazz bands involved. We've got tap dancers involved. I mean, anybody that wants to belly dancers, anybody that wants to join in, provided they're on foot, and they're musical, and they're community, and they're kind of vaguely folksy. I mean, jazz and belly dancing. Yeah, they're vaguely folksy, yeah? And anything that's going to fit, yeah. Jack in the Green comes out, there's a little dance around him, and then he dances around town with this huge parade going on behind him. Music, loads and loads and loads of drummers, loads of noise. Three years ago, when we last did it, the drumming was so loud 
that it could be heard in Becks Hill, which is the next town four miles away. It dances around the old part of the town. It goes up to the hill. Uh, it used to go into Hastings Castle, but it can't anymore because it's outgrown Hastings Castle. So it now goes to the big green outside Hastings Castle up on the cliff top there. And we always pray for good weather because when it's wet and windy, it's awful. <laughs> As you can imagine on top of a cliff. But then we go up there and we have an afternoon of dancing, playing music, got a craft fair, got various stalls selling various foods as a beer tent and we just have an afternoon of dancing and music and singing going on with Jack in the Green there and then at the end of the events Jack Jack in the Green runs around and dances about at the end of the event he goes up onto the stage dances his last dance and then and this is something that's an interesting thing I'll, I'll come back to it because it's a whole thing in itself the flowers and the leaves are taken from the Jack in the Green and given to the crowd and we get this massive surge of people coming in yeah. what's the purpose behind that What's the meaning behind that? Well, you know, I said these things evolve. I mean, here's a really, really, really good example. We'd do it. We'd finish the day. We'd have the thing. We'd we'd do the jack. And then we'd get to the end of the day. We'd say, now what are we going to do? Oh, I don't know. I suppose we better take it home and put it in the bin and go to the pub, you know. And we had various ideas. And someone said, let's throw it in the sea. And someone said, let's do something else. And we had we had various ideas as to what we we're going to do with it. But we hadn't really quite worked it through. We were just there on the stage. And it was laying on the floor, and one of the guys just picked up one of the flowers that was laying on the uh, laying on the stage at the floor and held it up and said, "Does anybody want a flower?" And about 50 people surged <laughs> forwards. So he gave the flower, and we all looked at each other, and we started picking up flowers and giving them to people. And when all the flowers are gone, people were still surging in. So we started pick, and, and the next thing we know, the whole thing had been stripped bare. And a tradition was born. But do, do you think people this time of year want to like celebrate more of the environment and things? Do you, do you think, I know you, you started this in the in the 1980s and at Hastings you started, and I know there the might have been a few times kind of maybe started a decade or so earlier and, and, and especially in the music as well, but with like folk revival in the 60s and the hippie movement and things. Do you think there was a bit more of an urge to get back to, you know, people wanting to get back to the land or whatever and, and appreciating the environment more? And do you think nowadays with environmental movements and that being more in the news, is that a reason that people might celebrate these things or is it also just because it's a big party in the town? Is, is there a bit of both in there? It's a bit of both. If there's one thing I can say about Hastings, it's party town. Any excuse to get dressed up and get on the streets and do something, and this town does it. Because uh, you've got a bonfire one in, in autumn as well, haven't you? There's a big yeah, bonfire got, festival. Yeah, there's a story behind that too. I'm involved in the bonfires and I was at the bonfire over in battle. At the, at the end of the evening, one of the guys came over and said, you organise Jack in the Green, don't you? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, why hasn't Hastings got a bonfire? I said, I don't know. You tell me. And he said, that's because no one's got around to reviving it yet. You're very good at things like that. I tell you what, I bet you a fiver that this time next year that there still won't be a bonfire in Hastings. There was. <laughs> I started that too. So you like reviving it, but then obviously you, you can't just do it on your own. The whole everyone's joined in with it, so it, everyone must have that kind of vibe say, for it. It's now a culture in the town. We've got that. We've got a pirate day. We've got Fat Tuesday, which is like a Mardi Gras, and they're all, they're organised by different organisations. Now we've got we've got the Cup Town Carnival, of course. We've got a couple of them. A friend of mine once was visiting me. And, and and said, what's, what's wrong with the town? I said, what do you mean? He says, well, nobody's dressed up. There's something very strange going on. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got the point where, I mean, every councillor in the town has 
a costume because they know they're going to have to wear it for something. It's just known for its dressing up and it's getting out there and having a party all the time, which is great. You'll be so busy every May day with the Hastings ones, but we were talking before and you're saying you kind of travel around the country to different folklore events and things. But are you aware of the Jack and the Green traditions in, in other towns in the south of England? Do you, do you think there's a growing feeling towards those as well? Yes, we all know each other, obviously. We're all friends with each other. We all talk to each other. Our only regret is that we can't go to each other's event because it's at the same time, because otherwise we would. In fact, I I was in a pub once with the organiser of Rochester and the organiser of Whitstable, and I said, I've got an idea. I said, what's that? He says, why don't we get together in the summer sometime and have not Jack and go to each other's town and just do it for each other for our own enjoyment? So, yeah, I'm very aware of them. Hastings... Rochester and Whitstable more or less devolved simultaneously. It's like one of these ideas that, that had come to fruition, one of these ideas that had just suddenly was 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 going to happen. And, and the three of them happened more or less simultaneously. Oxford had been going on for a long time. The Deptford boys were a little bit earlier. I mean, if, if Hastings has any ancestry at all, it's the Deptford boys, because I, I knew those guys very well when I lived in London. And in in fact, because it's on May Day itself, it's not on the weekend. I have on many an occasion actually been and joined in the Deptford Jack of the Green. So I know. But that's a very different event. Hastings and Rochester have become massive festivals, but very much for for the town. Whistable's a bit smaller. Deptford is completely under-advertised. And unless you, you knew about it, you wouldn't know. Oxford's a different kettle of fish. Nutsford is really part of that event that's happening up there, which is very, very different. Bristol and Ilfracombe are what I call Sons of Hastings because they were started by people that came to Hastings and then spoke to me about what to do and then took it to their towns. I love things like this because I'm, as a storyteller, and I love folklore for its storytelling potential. And I know there's some people take beliefs in things like this very seriously and maybe not Jack and the Green, as I say, because it's a newer thing, but kind of green man imagery in general and may queens and you know people might have certain beliefs about tree spirits which is fine but for me i i just like the yeah i like the idea of that and i think i like the idea that you can celebrate the spring and celebrate the seasons and celebrate the need to protect the wildlife and, and the environment um, absolutely i mean why not i mean who can say anything against that really i mean you just can't can you it's just lovely yeah exactly it's, and, it's the way it should be yeah and if you're bringing people together and and you know you have these characters the jack and the green character and these storytelling and people can get dressed up that seems like just an amazing event and the type of thing we probably need these days to to recognize you know more community and more environmental awareness as well so how can people join in and you, you say kind of events happen over the weekend leading up to the to May Day for the Jack and the Green, how can people join in if they're in East Sussex around the time, but also there's other ways that they can join in, like online or follow it? I mean, they can certainly come into Hastings. I mean, there'll be things to watch and things to do right across Friday, Saturday and Sunday. We've got a we've got a programme which will be around and about in the town. There's a website. I think it's Hastings Traditional Jack and the Green. Website is Hastings Traditional Jack and the Green. It's the website. That's the one. I mean, that was, we're trying to keep that up to date. There's also Hastings Traditional Jack in the Green Facebook. People can come in. There's there's Kayleys to go to. There's concerts to go to. There's a very old singing family from Sussex called the Coppers. They've made Hastings Jack in the Green one of their annual days out singing Sussex songs. So a good one for, for the folk music fans oh, to join in with. Absolutely superb. And then, of course, on the Monday, yes, people can come down. They can watch. 
or they can dress up and join in. If anyone is around East, East Sussex, they can go and check out Hastings Shack in the Green on the weekend, the last weekend of April going into the 1st of May there on the Sunday and the, the Monday May Day. But also there'll be other events around the place. I know there's a website called Company of the Green Men, which kind of lists all the yeah, list them all, doesn't it? Jack yeah. and the Green festivals that are that they know of in the in, that are happening in the south of England there. So people can join in with those. I'm sure I've got listeners in other parts of the world and Europe and things as well. There've been May Day celebrations kind of happening all over Europe as well and anywhere that, with this kind of climate. There's always going to celebrate things like you say that urge to to celebrate the greenery and have a community spirit at the start of summer there. So yeah, people can join in with that or go to Hastings Traditional Jack and the Green website and, and find out more. Keith, thanks very much for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dream Swarm podcast. I've been your host, Andy Mark Simpson. We hope you'll join us for the next one. Remember, you can subscribe to stay in touch with future episodes and follow us at the website www.dreamswarm.org or follow on Twitter and Instagram at Dreamswarm. And we look forward to joining you for more supernatural film stories and art. In the meantime, be creative, be curious, be kind. We'll see you soon. Many thanks to Andy Mark Simpson, and a happy May Day to Keith Leach and everyone else celebrating the holiday. You can find more of Andy's work, including the other episodes of his podcast, the one featuring yours truly included, at his website, dreamswarm.org. You can also subscribe to Dreamswarm on most major podcast services or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thank you for joining us on this special Into the Greenwood Presents episode. My name is Thaddeus. Into the Greenwood can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all with the handle at Into Greenwood. Our theme music is by Plastic3. That's all for now, though. So once again, I find myself wishing safe travels to you, one and all, until our next journey together into the Greenwood.